This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Thank you guys for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram. Hey, before we get into any of the topics that we plan on getting into today, because trust me, there's a lot of them, let's get into some dates, huh? Uh, if you're going to be out and about in Colorado Springs this weekend, I will be at the Looney's Comedy Corner with Trix, T-R-I-X-X, those shows, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. That's going to be happening over at, um, let's see, I think it's 7 and 9.30 and then 7.30 and 9.45. I could be wrong either way. What's up, Dean Del Rey? How are you, buddy? Mama Foo? What's up? Hey, Trenda. Nice to see you guys. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Uh, also, coming up uh, the following weekend, March 9th, Saturday night, I will be at... Mike's Pub, Hibbing, Minnesota, my hometown. Big show happening. First show already sold out. Second show is early, 4 p.m. That is a walk-up cash at the door, get you in. I believe they're throwing down a little extra for the early show, too. So I'll get you more information on that. March 14th to the 16th, Denver Comedy Works, again with Tricks. March 21st, Barrel of Monks Brewing in Boca Raton, Florida. March 22nd and 23rd, West Palm Beach Kennel Club with Adam Carolla. And then April 19th and the 20th, the Den Theater, Adam Carolla. Go to rudypovichcomedy.com. Also, this week, if you haven't watched it already, I am the special guest on Chillin' with Ice. That's Lori Fetrick, Ice from American Gladiators. Her podcast, Out Right Now, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. And then on top of it, March 6th, Joke Roulette, House of Comedy. Audience gives the comedian a word, they riff on it for five minutes straight. Uh, we did a little bit of a, kind of a, I guess, I'm going to say impromptu? I don't know what you want to call it. I guess like a quick... I don't know, dry run last night, House of Comedy, good times. Uh, find your tickets, houseofcomedy.net, or you just go to my website, easy enough, right? Cool. All right, well, hopefully everybody having a good week. Last night, went out, did new material at the Work It Out Wednesday workshop that Wendy Mayberry, longtime Minneapolis comic and former number one iTunes record holder, is that what you want to call it, I guess? I don't know. Her comedy album was number one on iTunes for like 47 straight weeks. But anyway, she uh, runs a, like once every two, three weeks, they do a workshop there. It's fun to just go and hang out with comics and just riff about jokes and see what works, what doesn't. A lot of it is, and I feel bad when I go sometimes because first off, the, the people that go are, these people are six months into comedy, you know? So if I go, it's because I want to hang out with Wendy and I want to do the show that night because I'm working on new material. But if I ever go do the workshop, it's always just a, I get up on stage, I tell two, three jokes, we hash them out quick. I don't spend, you know, the typical 10 to 15 minutes like every other comic who would. I'm past that. I want these people that are on their way up, who are working on new things, who are trying comedy for the first time, let them get more time, you know. I've I've had those things where I've, you know, written stuff and, uh, you know, written material, tried to put it out. Half the time it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's garbage. Like, what are you doing? My goodness, this is awful. 
can't believe you're about to go say this in front of people. But then went to, as soon as I was done with that, it's tough to get, I mean, if you hustle in Minneapolis, you can get two to three shows in a night, but you really got to hustle, you know? Yeah, because first off, there's not a lot of spots because there's not a lot of mics. And then on top of it, uh, you know, the infrastructure of this city, we're so goddamn spread out everywhere that, you know, you know, it's not like any night of the week you can just, it, it, L.A., dude, you, you want to get on at the Laugh Factory? Great. Then you can walk on over and do another spot here. And then you can hop on over and do the, the store. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it, they're, it's close in proximity where Minneapolis, I mean, if you're at Mall of America and you need to get to Sisyphus, that is a goddamn haul. <laughs> you know, trying to get through that shit, pain in the ass. So, yeah, all I'm saying is if you, you got to really hustle, you got to want it. You got to want it. But then went to CCU Wednesday nights, Comedy Corner Underground, Seven Corners, telling you. Chris, Chris Maddock has built one of the best rooms in town. It's a fun room. Last night I got there, and it's still finding its legs. It's a great room, but it's still finding its legs. It has to have its moment uh, where it, it's ebbs and flows right now. Some weeks you go, and it's all comics. Some weeks you go, and it's packed, and last night was packed. Sold out. You could not find a seat. There was groups of people trying to come downstairs to find a table, and you couldn't. It was completely sold out. And by sell, sold out, I mean it, rooms was, there's, it costs nothing to get in. So Wednesday nights, they, they're really building this place up, and we love it. But I was there last night, and my thing with comics when you're doing a room like that is if there's one or two audience members and the rest are comics, feel free to go out and do brand new shit. Do all the new stuff that you want. However, if you or somebody who is uh, consistently at a room, and then finally you get a sold-out crowd, get the fuck up there and do material that works. Bring people back. I know it sucks that we don't get an opportunity to work on new stuff, but trust me, this is a long game. Do old material that works, that you know is going to destroy, and then get people talking about it. Hey, Wednesday night we were at... Uh, CCU, Comedy Corner Underground. Great show. Every comic there was amazing. They're not they're not going to go to their friends and be like, man, you really need to go check out this show because there's a bunch of comics that got up and ate shit. They want material that works. So let that be a lesson. Santiago, Chris is my dad and I love him. You should. He has birthed many a comics in this town. We're all very proud of him and his comic birthing penis. He's a good dude. I've known that guy for a long time. And funny. Dude, just a comics comic, man. Mm-hmm. I remember he opened for Doug Stanhope years ago, and Doug Stanhope put out like a very nice tweet or posting about him, probably on MySpace. That's how fucking long we've been doing this. But it was uh, it was fun to see because it was like, oh, yeah, finally somebody who's at that level recognizes what Chris Maddock is funny dude all right anyway uh so i'm gonna be hanging out in my hometown hibbing minnesota uh next saturday march 9th the local paper sent me a if you can believe it people still read the newspaper they reach out to me they want to do a story great more than happy to half the time i've had people do stories about me before mostly for radio and half the time when you do either like a magazine or a newspaper or whatever it might be, you do the trades for radio, they concoct almost a version of the story that is 50% not what you said. You will 
You will not, you will, trust me, I know people bitch about like, you know, that goddamn Trump and his fake news. There's no fake, trust me, all it takes is one time for you to have somebody write an article about you and you go, they're fucking, yeah. <laughs> you guys got it all wrong. However, I read this article already and there was only one spot where I went, okay, they missed that part up. But for the most part, it's very accurate. Now, I've said this a million times. Doesn't matter how hard I work, doesn't matter what I do, there will always be a caveat or a weird thing that always happens that something that is out of my control. And this is where it went. This is what came. I, uh, my mom was like, Oh my God, I just saw you're on the front page of the newspaper. I was like, Oh shit, get out, right? I didn't know that they'd still printed newspapers, but okay, great. Uh, I go to the website, can't find the article on the website, the Masaba Tribune. Can't find it. Okay, fine, whatever. If you post it, great. If you don't, that would suck because we're trying to move tickets for the early show since the late show was sold out. But okay, fine. I get it. Finally, somebody sends me the article. They're like, hey, check it out. Headless Horseman. Huh? I open up the article and Hibby Native slash comedian brings show to hometown. You can't see my face on the photo. It's just chest. It is from here to here. Boom. Just man boobs right in your face. That's all it says. Rudy Povich is entertaining audiences across the country and by popular demand is now preparing for a comedy show in his hometown of Hibbing. Boom. Titties. Right there. Just big old chesticles hanging out right in your face. Bow. Who is this guy? I don't know. Who is this guy? Boom. Doesn't matter because it's just boobs right there. Just tits. Pang. So I laughed about it because I thought, that, like I said, it cannot go any other way. Now, when you finally click into the article itself, you do see my face pop up. But uh, we'll keep going. A comedy night featuring headliner John DeBoer, one of my favorites, and Pavich is set for 7 p.m. March 9th at Mike's Pub in Hibbing. As of Wednesday morning, there was less than 20 tickets remaining out of the 100 for the evening show, which is basically sold out. And then since then, an early show has been added for 4 p.m. March 9th with tickets available via cash at the door. Quote, I used to open for John 20 years ago back in Wisconsin and thought he was such a funny guy. I didn't open for John. I used to host a show through the radio station that John would show up at. So when they say open for him, it makes it a little different. So close, close, like I said, but not their fault. If you are dealing with somebody who is just a journalist who doesn't deal with comic, you know, comedian terms, the terminology, know the business, I could see how you would say open for him which is fine. It doesn't really matter. I used to inform 20 years ago, which was close, I guess you could say. Uh, said of DeBoer, a longtime Minneapolis comic and a phone interview on Tuesday, I kind of wanted somebody who really appeal appeals to northern Minnesota and is a good comic and who I trust. All three things about John are very true. Brianna Clemens, owner of Mike's Pub, said they were pleasantly surprised by the number of tickets sold. Mm-hmm. Pavich, a Hibbing native and 1999 graduate of Hibbing High School, said there are people on the range who've traveled to see his shows in Minneapolis and Duluth and are familiar with his work. He said he wanted to bring in someone to do an hour's worth of material to kickstart more shows in northern Minnesota. That is 1,000% accurate. There is nothing going on up there. God damn it. Every time I watch the movie Slapshot, I always think about Ned Braden and Reg Dunlop, the coach having a conversation about, hey, man, you know what these people want more than anything? A goddamn Saturday night hockey game. Think about it. 
That is what I think about when I think about him in Minnesota. There's not shit going on. So the fact that every now and again you get a little something thrown your way is a big deal, right? Uh, for his portion of the show, Pavich said he tells a lot of stories about growing up in Hibbing, which I do, embedded in Hibbing, but a heightened version of the story for comedic value. That is, as I've always said, do not let the truth stand in the way of a good story. Now that he's performing in his hometown, Pavich said there are likely people in the audience who know the actual truth of what happened. You might hear some stories that may be a little off the truth or close to what happened, so please don't yell at the truth until after the show, Pavich said. He plans to forewarn them. Yes, the last thing I want is to be in the middle of talking about something and somebody yells out, that's not how it happened. No, we get that that's not how it happened. Breaking Bad did not happen, but you were entertained by it, right? There was a version of somebody who probably sold drugs to pay for something, whether it be cancer treatments or whether it be for their you know, kids' braces, whatever. doesn't matter. There's a heightened version, a different version, of, but it's embedded in truth. Please remember that. Papagetti also talks about his mom a lot on stage, and she does not like to be called out. No, she does not. I have to remember I do have family here. I can't be too dirty. I have to keep it somewhat clean, which I do. They are very supportive of me, he said, of his family. Which, when I say they're very supportive, and they'll bring it up later in the article, it took a long time to get there. Yeah. Which I don't blame them. A thousand percent, I don't blame them. I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to watch your kid... Especially with the amount of wins my family has, you know, I got, I got one mom who has been a, you know, 30 year medical vet. I got a sister of mine who is uh, married to the vice president of a landscaping company. She herself is also a, uh, you know, hoity toity rad tech. I don't know what you want to call her. She works at Regents Hospital. She does something with boobs, I think. Um, <clears throat> you know, I got, uh, I got an uncle who's been a longtime business owner in Hibbing. Um, you, you know, so there's always like, you know, a grandfather built a, a local business up there and it's been around for the last 60 years. So I'm coming from a family of winners. So the fact that they're watching their son get up on stage three times a week and eat shit in front of people for the first, you know, how many years, seven years was not <laughs> appealing they're like, I don't, I don't get this. What are you doing? You have a job where you're actually making money. Why is it that you are doing this in front of people? I don't understand it. What's up, Wayne? How are you? Hi, Patty. Hey, what's up? Uh, who else is on here? What's up, Trenda? Hi, Andrea. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for hopping on to the Instagram Live. All right, back to the article. So, Pavich agreed. Uh, oh, here we go. DeBoer's twisted observations of life, the world around him, and particularly how he's managed to screw it up, have uh, earned him a reputation as one of the most consistently strong acts wherever he goes, according to his bio found on his website. Pavich agreed of DeBoer's ability to entertain people with what they, uh, with what are everyday occurrences. He recalled one particular skit of DeBoer's about hotel car, uh, key cards. Yeah. Very funny. It's a great, great bit that he does. Also, a lesson to anybody who's hosting for a comedian. When I hosted for John the second time, first time I had seen him, he told a bit about Iowa. Hilarious. The second time I hosted for him, I got on stage and was like, oh, you're going to love this guy. He does a bit about Iowa. It's so funny. You're going to love it. Please welcome John DeBoer. John got up on stage, and the first thing he said was, well, guess I'm doing the story about Iowa tonight. Ah, God, I'm an asshole. Yeah. 
Uh, an attraction to comedy formed at a young age. When he was in the fifth grade, Pavich won a talent contest at St. Leo's School in Hibbing, where he attended grade school. I used to watch A&E's an evening at the Improv, Pavich recalled. I, I fielded jokes and would bring them to school like they were my own. Every goddamn kid has done that. Pavich laughed as he remembered being... I remember telling Desert Storm jokes he learned from watching the show at such a young age. I won the talent show that year, and there were no outlets for comedy, Pavich said, but it was always in the back of my mind. Pavich said his grandfather first suggested to pursue a career as an entertainer. Uh, entertainer. It was not because his grandpa found him to be funny, but because he wasn't a good fit for the family roofing business. That is an honest-to-God true story. I was on a roof with him. My grandfather says to me, I think you should go find something else to do. It's like, oh yeah? He's like, yeah, this is not this is not for you. You know, you're not gonna be a blue collar dude. I said, oh, and he goes, you know, but you're you're a creative kid. You know, you're out there, you're you're drawing, you I I see you wanting to do plays, stuff like that. You know, you should do that. You know, if anything, I see you being a comedian. I said, why? Because I'm funny? He said, Well, I I said, why do you think I'm funny? He said, Well, I do think you're a shitty roofer. One hundred percent. Listen, I'm not going to go through this entire article. If you guys want to read it, it is, um, it is a, uh, uh, it, it's nice. It's nice that uh, the hometown reached out, said hi. One of the things that they put right at the end, which I'm glad they put in this article, is uh, Pavichetti dreams of someday headlining a show at the Hibbing High School Auditorium or the Hibbing Memorial Building. That is one thousand percent the place. One of those two places, man. I would love to go back. And that auditorium is a special place, not only for me, but for many people who pass those hallways for the state of Minnesota. It's a very special, unique place that does not get the credit that it deserves. So trust me, um, if if I ever got to a level where somebody said, where do you want to film a special? I would say 1000% Hibbing High School. We would have to figure out a way to have booze allowed to be served at the high school. <laughs> I don't know how they could pull that one off, but it is a it's a very magical, special place that I hold dear to my heart. And the memorial building is amazing. The problem is the memorial building is nothing but concrete and wood. So you put a speaker in there, it sounds like shit. They would have to deaden it up somehow. They'd have to soften up the room. I don't know how, but it'd be amazing. Johnny Cash played there years and years ago. And they've had bands come through there, but man... I just I, I have a couple of you know uh, things on my wall that are you know unique relics to the Hibby Memorial Arena. It just it was a special place. You know it was kind of like the you just went and it was kind of like our our own little it was our own cool thing that we had in town. You know you walk in you can it just it smelled like a memorial building. You walk in you see all the pictures of people that came before you. You know Mike Perpich. You'd see Kevin McHale, all these dudes that kind of rolled through there early on. You'd, you'd see him hanging in the hallways. It's just, it really is. It's a special place. I love it. And I I really would love to one day reach that, that I guess, that level of a career where you get to dictate. Because half the times, you know, your management goes, oh, no, you're selling very well in San Francisco, so you're going to film at Cobbs. And you're like, I don't want to film at Cobbs. <laughs> I don't have great sets at Cobbs. They're like, no, no, no. Listen, you have more streams coming out of Spotify on the West Coast out of San Francisco. So we're going to put you there. No, I don't want to go there. I want to do. No, no, no. They know it's best, apparently. So anyway, yeah, it uh, should be a great show. I'll share that article on uh, the Facebook and the Instagrams. 
and uh, it'll go from there if you guys want to read it. It was a nice read. It was very nice of them to reach out and say, hey, we'd love to uh, do an article on you. Didn't have to do that, but uh, hopefully it'll help, help uh, sell a couple extra tickets for that early show, 4 p.m., Mike's Pub, March 9th. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hey, what's up, Alan? How are you, buddy? Nice to see you. Thank you for hopping on to the Instagram Live. Uh, like I said, go to rudypovichcomedy.com. A lot of shows coming up. I'm on the road basically all the way through the end of uh, May. I think like halfway through May. I took one weekend off in May so I could go fishing. Other than that, it is pounded out, man. Grinding it out. rudypovichcomedy.com. This weekend, Colorado Springs. Week after that, Hibbing, Minnesota. Week after that, Boca Raton on Thursday, March 21st. And the 22nd, 23rd, I'm with Adam Carolla at the uh oh west palm beach kennel club and then the week after that the last week in march i'm going to be in dayton ohio I'm looking forward to that show i've never done ohio ever but dayton great comedy town donnell rollins dave Chappelle. i got friends of mine who live there we're looking forward to that show that'll be a good time so just go to rudy povich comedy Com and find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram. You guys have yourselves an excellent day. And once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.